What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly at King's Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun this season. King's Island is now open weekends. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Welcome to this edition of the Golf Channel Podcast with Rex and Lav. It is a special occasion, a special place, a special guest. We're here, Southern Soul Barbecue on St. Simon's Island with the one and only Davis Love the third. Davis, it's RSM week. I always joke with Rex that he's the mayor of Seattle. You actually are, maybe not officially, but unofficially, certainly the mayor of Sea Island. Thanks for joining us. How are you? I'm great. Um, obviously a big week. Anytime I can sneak off to Southern Seoul and hide a little bit, I try to do it. Uh, especially in the smokehouse, because then I don't even have to sign autographs back there. I just have to clean up. So it's, it's a big week. Glad to be here with you guys. We're going to get to the smokehouse a little bit. We will talk golf first and foremost. It's Monday. You're about to play in the Pro-Am uh, at Sea Island. What's top of mind? This is a very big week, final week of the FedEx Cup fall. A lot going on. What's kind of on your plate this week? Um, well, for me, uh, it's, it's an incredibly busy week because, you know, I'm obviously RSM's our sponsor, but I'm also on Team RSM. So the guys uh, like Zach Johnson and Chris Kirk, and we, we do a lot for RSM this week. And even if I wasn't the tournament host, it would be a busy week. And then on top of that, you know, my, my family works in the office, so that means the granddaughters need to be taken care of. So sometimes it's carpool. Um, sometimes it's uh, hitting balls. And sometimes it's... Uh, shaking hands and kissing babies so it's a busy week for me but first and foremost right now is pro-am today pro-am wednesday and see if i can get some semblance of a game and i won't tip you off but i'm gonna get a really cool pairing this week so um, (laughs) i gotta get ready for that as well i think we talked about this probably a few months ago as the tour was talking about what the fall was going to become and what these events would turn into now that we've kind of got a little bit of that recipe we see what guys are going to be fighting for this week 125 top 60 150 everything that goes into it what are your thoughts on what the fall is now well it's and we've been through this at the rsm classic a few times like what what, now what you know we weren't a fedex tournament we weren't a master's invitation and then we became part of the fedex season and it was great and as tim fincham when i was on the board a lot he would come up with this new plan like the first tee like i got an idea (laughs) And then you think, well, I wonder how that's going to work. Well, obviously, FedEx Cup, things like that. So I'm always looking glass half full that this new fall for us is going to be great. But it is. I was watching the Golf Channel, and they're putting up what guys are playing for. I'm like, holy cow, that is, the tour's right. That is exciting. Like, all these guys are playing for different things. So 
Yeah, it's it's going to be fun. We have a, a weird field. Like, it's really strong at the top, and it's heavy in the middle, and then it's really heavy with new guys. So our fans, our friends, our, our clients that come here, they're going to love it no matter what. So we'll see what happens next year. I'm throwing a flag. He does not watch golf on TV. He is on the record. Never watch golf on it TV. It was on in the office when I was working <laughs> last week, and you guys did a great job explaining. So, Are, are there any tweaks that, that you would make to this, Davis? Like, there's been a combination of, of great winners. When you look at, at Tom Kim and Kyle Morikawa, you've had great stories the last couple of weeks, whether it was Eric Van Rooyen and then Camilo Vijegas winning in Bermuda. It still seems like it doesn't, McFall doesn't quite know what it wants to be. You're still competing against the behemoth that is football. You still have guys who are already inside the top 50 and just want to play for the heck of playing, and you have guys fighting for their stats. Is there anything you would tweak? I know you probably have a different answer in in seven days once you get through this tournament. But looking at the, the grand landscape, what would, you, what would you think? Well, somebody yesterday asked me, are you going to be an elevated event next year, a signature <laughs> event? I'm like, no, we're about 12 million probably short on that. Um, what would I want it to be? You know, honestly, RSM is an incredible partner. Sea Island loves the week before Thanksgiving. It fits in their long-range plans, Right. I would love to stay right here and keep doing the things we're doing. We're going to go over $40 million to charity in our little town. And a term at the PGA Tour told us we'd lose money the first couple of years, and we've been making money every year since we started. I'd love to just stay where we are. We patterned our tournament after the old Hilton Head Harbortown heritage, the old um, Buick Southern or whatever it was called at Callaway Gardens where everybody wants to come. I just talked in the office about the new caddy area. I said, if we take care of the caddies and we take care of the wives, the players are going to keep coming. So I'd love to just stay in our little niche and um, keep raising money. I played a lot of those tournaments that weren't the elevated signature major championship events, and they're great. They, they're what the tour's built on. So I'd love to just stay right where we are and keep getting a little bit better every year. Now you talk about signature events, designated events going into next year. You've seen a lot of change over the course of your career. When you look at the landscape right now, going into next year, what's going on between the PGA Tour and Live Golf, what's your assessment when it comes to professional golf? Um, I think everybody has to be very, very patient. You know, I misspoke a few weeks ago and let some cats out of the bag. which if we talk long enough today, I'll probably do it again. Yeah, let's, but, um, let's, 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 do, let's, do, let's do some more of that. But um, I think we're trending in the right direction. You know, obviously a lot's changed since last June. Um, I think Jay's doing a great job of now um, getting everybody on the same page and going in the right direction. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen. But I know that the players, the top players, the whatever they call them, the Delaware group, and the board and the guys like me that are you know sitting on the outside edges a little bit helping out we're all in alignment and we're working with management and things are going in the right direction today monday is a huge board meeting in ponte Vedra, and i'm gonna be i'm gonna here's what's gonna happen i'm gonna tee off on the first hole i'm gonna look at my phone i'm gonna tee off on the second hole and then i'm gonna look at my phone to see if charlie hoffman has texted me or patrick Cantlay has texted me because it's a big it's a big big day um nothing will come out of it at the end of the day you know publicly but it's a big day and moving forward and i think you know jay and and his team and our team of players are working really well together in the right direction what do you think 
Davis, the ideal scenario is for the PGA Tour? What would be the prime ideal situation that comes out of this? Would it be to accept the PIF as a minority or majority investor in this new PGA Tour enterprises? Is it to make the PIF and live, go their separate ways, and then potentially they double down? What do you, what do you see as the ideal scenario plus the private equity companies? What I think is that there's a lot of people that want to invest in the PGA Tour. You know, if we all got together and, and took it public, we could do pretty well, <laughs> you know, raising capital just just as a as a corporate entity on the stock market. So I think we're in a great position. Um, one friend, CEO, investor guy said, you guys make money every year. You know, you're a pretty good business. It's not broken. Um, he said, I, I fix broken businesses. Yours is not broken. So now it's I think we have a kind of a clean slate to negotiate with people and the tours, you know, managing that and obviously in a hurry to um, to calm things down. But I leave I leave the live in the Saudis, the PIF out of it, just like I leave any other entity that wants to invest in the tour. We need a direction. We need to set our board. Obviously, we, we lost a board member and now Tiger's on. We need to set our board. We need to set our direction. And then there are a lot of people that want to invest in the tour. I think we're in an incredible position, but everybody is only focused on one thing, is live golf, you know? And that's a big thing, but it's business-wise, it's, it's not the end all. Now, what do we do with the players? That's an excellent question. You know, obviously we had a great time with Brooks Kepka for, for about a month there that we hadn't seen him in a long time. And that's the kind of things we need to do is figure out what do we do with Brooks Kepka, you know? and. That's a, a very, very hard decision. They made a business decision. We made a business decision. So we'll see where all that goes, too. You hate these two-part questions, but I'm going to go ahead and go with it. One, Rory said last week that golf is better when the top players are together. Do you agree with that? A hundred percent. And I guess the second part of that would be, going back to Brooks Kepka. how are those players welcome back? I mean, is that the most difficult piece of the puzzle in your mind? Yeah, it's difficult. You know, um, Jay has said a lot of things publicly for the last two or three years. Um, you are either suspended for a long time or you're banned for life. One of the two. Uh, he didn't say, well, I'll see what happens down the road. You know, maybe we'll just let you back. They made a business decision and they gave our competitor leverage by going away and breaking the rules. Um, it's pretty simple in any business. You know, you, you leave our team and then sue our team. It's kind of hard to, to reconcile that. Now, I know Jay very well, and he and I look at it the same way. We have forgiveness and grace and the things that we should have, but business is business. And so I don't know where that all ends up. Um, you, can't, you can't tell the players that stayed, these guys are going to be suspended for a really long time and then not have some consequences. But what that is is going to be decided, as Jay has said eloquently, and we remind him of it, the rules made by the players for the players. That's the way it's always worked since Dean Beeman. The players have a process to set policy. We don't run the business, but we, we know that, yeah, we'll sign on for the FedEx Cup playoffs. That sounds pretty good. We've hashed it out for two years. Yes, we'll, we'll go for that. And now last year you saw a bunch of guys get together. We'll agree to play more tournaments if you'll do this. So we're, we're in that mode right now. And so that will come down to basically management, outside advisors, and then the players deciding, hey, this is what we're comfortable with, with Brooks Kepka on down the list. 
I know you don't like two-part questions. You probably really don't like hypothetical questions. Hypothetical. <laughs> let's say, let's say the negotiations between the PJ Tour and the PIF break down, and the two sides decide to go their separate ways, right? If you're Jay Monahan, would that make you more nervous, knowing that Yasir could then continue the same exact process that we saw two years ago with uh, $100 million signing bonuses, $150 million signing bonuses for players, and continue to pluck PJ Tour players one by one if you decide to go your separate ways? <laughs> That's a great question because two years ago I said, oh, don't worry about it. They won't blow that much money. Yeah. They've lost an, a lot of money. If they come in and invest in a U.S. company, which they've invested in 100 U.S. companies, and that stock is tanking, 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 they're going to bail. You know, They're going to go take that money and reinvest in another company. So I would think business-wise, they, they see the writing on the wall, I would think. That's you, my you, own. You don't, you don't think they'll get pissed off and, and double down? I think they got pissed off two or three years ago, yeah. But I don't, I don't know. You know, that's <laughs> in Vegas when you get... <laughs> You get pissed off and you keep doubling down, they end up owning your house. You know, obviously they're not going to run out of money, but they're incredibly smart investors. You know, they do really well in sports. So you got 10 things in sports and this one's not, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let, let's put more in soccer. <laughs> we're doing well in soccer. We're doing really well in Formula One. We're doing really well in these other entities that we're investing in. So I don't know. That's, that is big hypothetical. Um, eventually, you got to look at their their tour and it's you know it's not it's not in demand they're not making any money so if i'm running it i would say hey you know let's let's sit down with the rest of the golf world and figure out a way to make this work they they do a lot of they do a lot of good in golf you know obviously but that model it really it, we have we have team golf it's called the presence cup <laughs> and the Ryder cup and the solheim cup and the walker cup we have team golf it's great um, I don't know if, if another model actually works. but You mentioned the Ryder Cup, had to get around to that. You mentioned the team aspect of it. We heard so many things swirling around the U.S. team. You were actually in that team room. What was the vibe like? It was great. Zach did a, a really great job of you know, focusing on this year, not in the past, you know, getting over there and practicing. We had nine players and caddies and, and trainers and chefs go early two weeks before in practice. I mean, we were as prepared as we could have been. He did a, an unbelievable job in messaging and, and having fun. And I keep saying it, Brooks did some really cool things, team building. We had a fun couple nights based around some silliness. And it was a great week. Now, if we'd, if we'd have won, obviously, it would have been a better week. But it was an incredible week. I mean, we were in Rome doing cool things and, and beautiful weather. And everybody was together. But we ended up maybe a little flat from five weeks off. We ended up with four players sick and on antibiotics, three caddies sick. Um, things just didn't go your team's way. Um, but it was, it was an awesome week, and I think, um, I think Zach has to be proud of what he did other than the score. What you, would you make of the storyline that developed that week, that U.S. teams divided, they're distracted, Sandra Shoffle and Patrick Cantlay are, are cancers in the team room. What did, what did you make of that? That happens when you lose. <laughs> and it doesn't happen when you win. You know, I would say as far as banding together and being excited and confident, it was exactly the same as 2016. Is a lot of the same guys, um, you know, in management. And, I, you know, Zach was playing. 
Um, Furyk was there, Stricker was there. It was the same group of, of guys kind of getting them ready. You know, there's always something swirling around, whether it's Brooks and Bryson, you know, or whatever it is. But the team, like I said, we're flying over to Rome to practice, and Brooks yells at me from the back of the plane, hey! And I'm like, holy cow, that is going to be so cool, you know? And it was, it, was, it was fine. Our team gets along great. We had a caddy and a player following Max Homa with a bucket of ice on our golf cart icing him down in between shots because he was so sick. I mean, everybody was pulling together, whether you were playing or whether you were watching. And, I, you know, that's just for the, the, the haters to talk about. We, we get along great. We're ready to go. And when we lose, you know, it has to be Zach's fault or it has to be, you know, Ricky Fowler's fault. It, it's, not, it's not just golf. You've been on both sides of that. I, I'm always curious. What, what was the difference between, from a team room perspective, from a captaining, captaining perspective, between the loss at the Ryder Cup and the win at the Ryder Cup? Like, like there isn't much difference me. until Friday morning and, you're, and you get waxed, you know? There's no, really no difference. Um, you know, Zach rallied them, you know, confident going into Saturday. You know, it, it's not over. They're always playing hard, playing positive. But it's, you know, it's momentum. It's momentum in sports. You know, you see it all the time, the Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl. Like, it was one play, one series of downs, and the momentum switched and the Patriots believe they can win. And once they started thinking they can win, they blew, they blew them out of the water in the second half. It happens in sports all the time. Well, there's no way you can lose until, the other, until you believe you, you could actually lose. And we didn't think we could lose until you know, lunch on Friday. And then all of a sudden you're trying to claw back. So unless you're in, in the arena, unless you're in the team room, you know, Patrick Cantlay didn't wear a hat and he got beat up about it. It was the most incredible golf I've seen with people waving hats. But Patrick Cantley didn't wear a hat in 2021, and we won. So nobody really talked about it. Obviously, it was a home game. But Luke Donald didn't wear a hat in the Ryder Cup, and I think Rory McIlroy didn't, didn't wear a hat in the Ryder Cup, and Monty didn't wear a hat in the Ryder Cup. It's not – people got to understand. These guys wore the same hat all year, and then we take them away from them and give them a new hat. I turned all my hats in in Rome. They didn't fit. I, I wore my – Steve Stricker Ryder Cup hats that fit. I was the guy in the white hat when everybody had a blue hat. I mean, it's not a big deal, you know? And then I don't know how the guys did it on Sunday. That hat, Patrick had done it before, but all of a sudden, guys don't have hats on and squinting in bright sun. A lot of sunscreen. But, you know, it's, it's fun. Like everybody says, Ricky Fowler, why did he give that putt? Well, Ricky knew it was over. That's why he gave the putt. On TV, it didn't look like it was over, but we already seen we already seen them celebrating. So, I don't know. It's we we love it. We we put our hearts and souls into it, and we always get along. I've never seen a team. I wasn't in in Scotland in 2014, but I, I've never seen a team probably probably for the best that didn't get didn't, didn't get along. <laughs> um, yeah, thankfully I wasn't in that press conference. I was with Rex on the 18th hole at, at Marco Simone, and there was about a 45 minute window there where like there was there was avenues where the americans could win but wikipedia is going to remember this as at least yet another lopsided result for the for the home team we haven't had a close rider cup uh since 2012 which you were a part of do we have a home golf course problem with the rider cup come beth page i think most reasonable people would expect that the americans are probably going to roll what can be done what should be done if anything um 2010, 
2018, and then this year, European Tour Golf Design renovated the golf courses. So they, I got to, I got to sneak into that office and figure out what to do. We're renovating Hazeltine right now for the 29 <laughs> Ryder Cup, which worked. It already worked once, so maybe we, maybe we don't do anything. But um, yeah, it's just like in baseball. Some teams water the infield, some make it firm. You know, we're going to suit our team. So that's just natural. But um, what do you do at Bethpage? You know, I've always been no rough, you know, pins in the middle Wide of the fairways. from Paul Azinger and make a bunch of birdies. Well, that's hard at, that's hard at Bethpage. So you go the other way. Do you make it like Oak Hill? Oak Hill was tough. You miss a fairway, you were in trouble. And, you know, other than the first nine holes, maybe Brooks, you know, just put it in the fairway, put it on the green. Maybe that's our style of golf. Um, for, for Beth Page. I don't know. Analytics will tell us that. But, you know, I played a bunch of Ryder Cups, President's Cups. They set it up for them on home soil, and, that, and I think that's fair. When you saw what happened on Saturday night with Rory, like not getting into the specifics of what happened on the green, were you surprised at that emotion, or we, did you look at that and think, yep, this is what this event does. It brings out the emotion in all of us. Yeah, it brings it out. And, you know, that was out of character for Rory, you know, which is surprising. But that's the passion of the Ryder Cup. I mean, I've literally yelled at Sergio Garcia in the middle of a fairway when we're watching. And that's not my, that's not my nature. And Sergio can get under your skin. And Sergio and I are, and his dad are great friends, you know. But I, all of a sudden, I'm yelling at him. You know? what'd, you, what'd, you, what'd you yell? Well, it's a family podcast. He was just in the way. <laughs> <laughs> he was just in the way. Would you politely move, sir? <laughs> right here in the way. I mean... Sergio, you're you're in the way, and you're being being a silly young kid. And back then, he was a silly young kid. But you leave there like my next conversation with Rory is going to be about the tour board, and and that's over and done because that's Ryder Cup and that's passion. But um, it's it just spilled. But it was Rory got caught in the middle between two caddies yelling at each other on the green, and and he was ready to putt. And so it went, it's Joe LaCava, it's a Rangers fan, you know, like he's not going to back down and they weren't going to back down. But um, it, it spilled a little longer than we thought all the way back to the hotel. Um, but uh, it gave them a little, uh, a little pump when we were, maybe that was Roy's motivation, you know, keep his guys fired up. I always think about Bones in the parking lot, just catching shrapnel. Hey, it was the wrong place at the wrong <laughs> he was time. Just, he was just wearing a, a, a U.S. hat, it goes, it goes a U.S. Back polo. To, to Duvall and, and Brandel, you know, on, on air. Um, that was, that was, it was fun, you know. There, hey, there's a fight. It's the Ryder Cup. You know, everybody's mad at each other. You know, that's part of it. So, um, you know, no harm, no foul from my side for, for Rory being passionate about his team. Pierce, I know you're a big fan of the Golf Show podcast with Rex and Lab. We always get, at the end of the podcast, to what's on the grill. This has been great. Golf Talk has been very entertaining. Let's go to Smokehouse. All right, let's go check it let's out. see what we're doing here at Southern Soul. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. All right, Davis, what are we looking at here outside Southern Soul? So Ben Lang, that builds these smokers out towards Waycross, Georgia, he would call this a 108. I'd say it's like a 300-gallon uh, tank, and it's reverse flow. So in Texas, you know, direct flow, smoke comes out that end. So the secret to this one is everything's dripping on a plate <laughs> that's hot and getting more, more good smoke, like fat smoke. So the best thing is the briskets on the top dripping into pans of baked beans. That's, that's, that's my favorite. So fire down there, smoke around, and comes back out. And then, um, you know, they'll load these up with all different kinds of stuff. But got some ribs. They got ribs. ribs. We ribs. got chicken thighs. Yeah, ribs out of the big smoker are already done, but that's some extras. And they are, um, they are cooking stuff for tomorrow on the range. We feed all the reps and all the TV people, all the caddies, and a bunch of players. And media people. <laughs> so chicken, there's probably beans in those up there, getting warm. And then the busier time of the year, there'll be another one of these out in the driveway, and then another one. And so we'll run up to three of these, but then the big stuff happens on the big rotisseries inside. So somewhat famously, I believe it was 2016, you gifted all members of the U.S. Ryder Cup team, uh, a Lang smoker. Who's actually good at barbecue? I think Jimmy Walker Jimmy was on Walker that team. He's probably is, using is, it. Jimmy Walker is really good. Um, Jim Furyk's getting more and more into it. And uh, Zach Johnson has all kinds of cookers out back at his house. So they'll call me, like, when they need wood you know, <laughs> or, or they need a tip. But I would say that Jimmy Walker is probably the most proficient at it. He gets, whether it's astronomy or long-range rifle shooting, when he gets into something, he goes all in. So he's using it a bunch. And then there's a, a, a local chef, friend of ours, Putts and Pans on, on Instagram, and he has one of mine at his house. So that's the best place to put it is with, with a chef. How'd you, how'd you get started in this? I mean, Rex and I are amateur barbecue aficionados. We love to do it. What was your kind of beginning of your barbecue journey and why are you such a well, big um, fan? Some, some friends of mine way back built me a trailer smoker and I had no idea what to do with it. They just gifted it to me. So my brother-in-law at the time was working for us and he said, can I borrow it? I said, sure. So at five in the morning, I hear somebody in my kitchen on a Saturday and I sneak down around the corner with my pistol and it's big uncle Jeff and he's got all kinds of groceries. I go, what, what are you doing? He goes, we're cooking barbecue today. So he cooked this unbelievable barbecue and I went, hook the trailer to your truck and it's yours, I'm just going to help. So I started helping him. 
and it grew into a barbecue team, DL3 barbecue team. They, they ended up with a big Lang. And when he passed away, unfortunately, I inherited all the gear. And so I had to take over. So then Southern Soul came around. I owned the building behind, and then they come around, start cooking barbecue. So it became a, a nice friendship and partnership with guys that I knew with a new restaurant. And now I'm a, a minority investor, um, which means that I get to hang out back here and help out. Now, this is a glorious scale, but if you're just Davis Love at home on a Saturday watching college football, what do you cook? Um, if, I, if you guys were coming over and I had the pressure. We, we, so we, we actually are, thank you. The pressure is on. I would do um, beef ribs and then um, the big, huge bones. And then Stuart Sink showed me, taught me how to do these chicken thigh sandwiches. And he makes homemade um, pickles, pick, pickled onions, and Alabama white sauce. So I would go to my go-tos, like I'm going to cut a seven iron in here. <laughs> I'm going to go to something I'm good at and really simple. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to try to make a 30-footer downhill. So um, beef ribs, uh, I think I, I could knock it out of the park on that. Or burn-ins. I'm pretty good on burn-ins. But everybody has their specialty. My pork ribs come out pretty good. But the difference is if I'm going to cook for you guys, I'm going to cook three slabs of pork ribs, and two slabs of beef ribs, and I'm going to focus on that. When not, they do 220. 220 slabs, it's more, it, they turn out great, but it's not competition ribs. So I'm basically cooking competition-style barbecue. What's your backyard look like? My, my wife is fierce. I have, I have five grills. I want to add a six. Rex's entire back patio is filled with them. Do you have like a mini smokehouse in the backyard? Well, my, How's invest, that work? my investment in Southern Soul has been financially and personally and um, friendship rewarding, but I can always say, my wife will go, what is that big trailer? I go, it's Southern Souls. <laughs> so I just blame it on <laughs> them. I'm just borrowing it. And, um, so I, I had a thousand gallon smoker for a while, which is you know three times as long. Just like in the driveway. In the driveway. And, and I'm sure we have a lot of that. But, but the family, like I said, I took over for Uncle Jeff. He had, he had created a culture in our family of of barbecue and camaraderie and friendship and, and hanging out. So I, I keep that going. So they don't mind it, but um, for the RSM Classic, my wife does all the flowers for the Pro-Am Draw Party, and I had to get smokers out of the garage so she could do her flowers. So she gets it. I have um, the next version down of this, two of them that roll on wheels like a cart, one at my farm and one at, one at my house. So. Mine's a lot cleaner than this because it doesn't get used every day, but uh, basically the same setup at my house. How about your grills? What kind of grills do you have? Uh, my wife uses, unfortunately, she has a gas grill. Oh, God. And she's good. Oh, she's oh, really, Davis. really good Davis. on her gas grill. So all the steaks and stuff that she eats, she, she handles that. But um, green eggs, um, you know, um, flat tops, I, I, we, we've got it all. Um, the Sea Island Forge guy that does the, the gift for the for the caddies that when the caddy that wins the tournament um, I have all the live fire st attachments that go on top of a fire pit mm -hmm. so I always say, and Cantlay's giving me a hard time right now about how many hobbies I have I have a lot of hobbies and I'm not good at any of them <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just I have all the stuff to, to cook I, I'm, I might not be that great at it being a minority investor in Southern so I believe you've been called on in a pinch let's go Inside the smokehouse, All right. and let's you can see the you big can walk, stuff. You can walk us through the process.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because. Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. All right, Davis, this is something I actually can't fit in my backyard. Can you explain what we're looking at here? Yeah, well, um, this is a big uh, rotisserie smoker, but it's, it does not have gas. It does not have electric heat, but it runs on electricity to manage the air. So there's dampers in the back that will open and close based on the temperature. So you load it up with wood simply, and the fan blows the air to keep the fire going. So they can load this thing up at night, set it, not totally forget it, but it'll run it, it'll run itself for six, eight, maybe even 10 hours sometimes. And then when they do the work, you know, wrapping butts or whatever they're doing, they can open it back up. So I'll open it up. So the rotisserie continually goes around and gets the smoke going. There's water in the bottom and, and a bunch of grease. See a bunch of pork butts. Yeah, pork butts in this there. one. And so we're talking about me building a new cooking house at my house. I'll have this this size cooker. They, they make make them a lot bigger. That than size. This. You'll have yeah, this, this size. This, in, it'll be maybe at your house. six inches smaller. But all you'll <laughs> see inside the house is this. There'll be these big doors all the working stuff will be out back. What have you been called upon to do at Southern Soul? Have you, have you gotten calls in the middle of the night like, hey, somebody just quit. I need you to, they need you to take the briskets off and throw them in the warmer. Are you, are you chopping wood to get the, the split size they need? What have, you been, what have you been tasked with doing here? I'm the last, uh, like the third string quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Emergency only. Tommy, Tommy, Emergency. The, the Tommy DeVito of, yeah. of Southern Soul. Somebody's, somebody's got to go get some wood. Um, I'm good at I'm good at wood stacking wood splitting wood chainsaws that's first thing but no somebody that at least knows what's going on we had an emergency Fourth of July a few years ago and I came up and I actually prepped and, and put 220 slabs of ribs in the smokers um, that's my biggest uh, biggest help out but you know we're I, like like in golf we're just friend we're all friends here and we all pitch in um, I've done little things to big things. But um, I'd rather be in here, at least know my way around, where if one of the guys goes, hey, we need to wrap the butts, and then we need to put them back in for two more hours. I at least know, I'm going to slow the process down, but I at least know, at least know how to do it. You look at 
Southern Soul, it's gotten the awards, it's gotten the accolades, it's certainly gotten plenty of attention. Why, does it, why is it special to you? It's special to me because it's so many things have happened um, in, in my life and in their lives. They had a big fire here. Um, we helped them out before we were investors or partners. Um, they see what we do in golf, and they're friends with Zach Johnson and Brian Harmon and Harris English and all those guys too. They see what we do in golf. They started a charity called Firebox and have an event, a barbecue contest that I've, I've won several times. Um, Humble brag. And um, <laughs> local favorite. Um, but they give a lot of money to charity based on what they've seen the PGA Tour do. And when something bad happens in Iowa, they load up and go help Zach Johnson. And so our little firebox, our little golf tournament helps our community. Firebox and Southern Soul help. During hurricanes, people come up here and get free food. I mean, things like that, is, it's a great investment and it's a lot of fun, but they're giving back to the community as well. And that's, I'm really proud of them for jumping in. Davis, I know you're about to play in a pro-am where guys are going to ask you, hey, can you help me with my slides? Can you, can you read this, this putt for me? But since we are in the smokehouse, we'll let, you, we'll let you go with this. What is the number one tip that you can give us that would translate from something on this massive scale to the backyard in our home coast? Um, I think it's just like golf. It's just a simple process. It's easy to get a good result, but you have to, do the, you have to start with good meat, good product, then you have to go through the process and it's doing the same things over and over and then I'll, my wife gets on me at experimenting if you just do it the way you learn to do it it turns out great so it's a process it's a recipe and if you follow the recipe but you have to focus on it just like golf stick with the game plan and um and you'll get a good good ending rex what was your biggest takeaway my biggest takeaway, it's a process and you need to tinker. I'm not very good at that. So I need to keep trying, just like, the, just like with my golf swing. The biggest thing is practice. You got to practice. What did, what, did you, what did you put on the grill this past weekend? I did ribs, and I was actually very, very happy with ribs. I, but I didn't realize they were doing burnt ends, because that's my favorite thing to do here. So I am going to take a look at those in a second. Another tip is have a backup plan. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, the ribs didn't turn out, but I'm going to give them the chicken. Oh, yeah. That, Don't turn it in if it's not good. I did a turkey. We, we talked about that on last week's podcast. I'm, I'm preparing for a, a, a Friendsgiving that we have on Friday. So I did a, I did a turkey cook, first one uh, on the workhorse. Turned out terrific, injected with some Creole butter. Uh, big fan of that. Georgia game, obviously, go dogs. Uh, huge win over Ole Miss. Uh, smoked some ribs as well. Uh, very much enjoyed that. What do you have for the rest of the week? You're going to be playing some golf. You're going to be glad-handing a little bit. You'll probably be eating some uh, damn good barbecue as well. Well, uh, I'm looking forward to Thursday night. Like, I'm already thinking that's my night off. I get to actually sit down and eat, hang out with my friends. My son has our house full of former Alabama players and friends, so it's going to be a fun weekend. And obviously, I got to get uh, get the scorecard turned in on Thursday and Friday and make it to the weekend. Davis, can't thank you enough for joining thank us you. Uh, for this hour at Southern Soul. If you guys like more of this, let us know. Hope we can do a whole lot more in 2024. We'll certainly be at Davis Loves. Come to my house. We'll do a whole next, podcast. Next, next year during my beef ribs. Uh, we're already inviting ourselves to that one. But thank you guys uh, for listening and watching this edition of the Golf Channel Podcast with Rex and Lab. We'll be back next week for a full recap of the RSM cards we handed out. We look forward uh, to the Hero World Challenge coming up. We'll see if Tiger Woods finally makes that commitment. Thank you guys for listening and watching. Talk to you next week.
Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Oh, the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. 